I try to make these not as short as possible, but try to get as much information packed in as possible. And I don't want to just talk either um, and bore you guys to death. But if you have any questions about anything, finance, education, um, Nick, specifically, I'll talk to you actually right now. Um, every parent I get a question about talks about, asks me about education funds, what I think about educational savings funds. So I'll talk about that a little bit here. I researched them years ago. My oldest daughter is almost 10 now. So I researched them probably eight, nine, 10 years ago. Unless the rules have changed significantly for a college savings fund, I do not recommend them. Reason being, well, there's several reasons. If your child decides to do anything else when they graduate high school, if they decide to start a business, if they decide to go into the military, if they decide to travel, if they decide to do whatever, anything outside of going to college, there's a 50% penalty on that money, <laughs> which is absolutely absurd in my opinion. So that's the main reason I don't recommend college savings funds. Should you invest for your kids? Yes. Um, in index funds or something like that it would be specific to your situation I could talk to you guys if you have questions about that and I could help you with that but in terms of college savings funds do not recommend them again unless you want to force your child to go to college you have to pay a 50% tax penalty on it if they decide they don't want to do it the second reason is yes I'm biased Miss Scholl you're probably not gonna like this <laughs> as an educator Everything I know about finance and investments and e economics is self-taught. I had severe health issues after high school that I still deal with to this day, so I could not go to college. Everything I know about economics, investments, stocks, finance is completely 100% self-taught. So yes, I'm biased against colleges. But personally, and I'm going to make another video about this as well, I think universities as we know them have been dying for years because they're charging more and more and they're delivering less and less. In terms of, this goes specifically to a wealth premium, what's called a college wealth premium, or used to be called the college wealth premium. Um, I read an article, I think it was from the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal, uh, probably a month ago. So it was right before this stuff kind of hit. The college wealth premium means for those, and this, this covers, I think, the last 100 years, if people, People that used to go to college, and I don't remember the exact numbers again, I read this about a month ago, but I think this was from the 50s, 60s, 70s maybe, that if you went to college, in general you earn 74% more than somebody who didn't go to college over the lifetime of your earnings capabilities. That number has dropped to zero for every race other than white people, and for white people, that number has dropped to 24%, just 24%. So it doesn't even make much economic sense to go to college anymore. You're getting charged more and more, you're having to do more and more kind of useless classes, and you're getting less and less, not only from an educational standpoint, but also from an economic standpoint. Okay. Um, <laughs> so from a university perspective, I don't, that's another reason I don't, don't, like the college savings funds. The third reason is what we're doing right here. I'm using an HD camera to talk to you guys on live video on Facebook. 
I'm going to transmit this to my blog readers. Uh, I've used Zoom for the last two years, so I'm very familiar with Zoom. I do my uh, all my trainings on Zoom. Going to university classes, frankly, isn't necessary anymore. There are full university classes online available for free from MIT, Stanford. Again, everything I've learned about economics and finance is completely 100% self-taught because I couldn't go to college. I'm reading this comment real quick from Charles. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I said I don't know. Um, Charles, I agree with you 100%. I do not know the answer is, but what we're doing now is not sustainable for more than three months. It's not. Because companies will go out of business in mass, which will lead to even more unemployment and people not being able to pay, pay their bills and feed their kids. Again, I don't know what the answer is, but what we're doing now is not sustainable. It's just, frankly, it's not. Again, I don't know if you guys just came on for this. I've studied more than almost 2,500 companies in the last 20 days or so in about 40 countries worldwide. On average, I would estimate that on average, those companies have about three months of cash and cash flow. If they're not getting paid, and again, most companies aren't getting paid right now, they're going to go out of business within three months. Or they're going to have to take on more debt at worse terms, which again, they won't be able to do if the credit markets tighten and the banks are having issues, which the banks are already having issues. And yeah, I just, and this cycle is going to get worse and worse. And I don't, frankly, I don't think anybody on earth <laughs> knows how to handle this, let alone Ray Dalio. I think they have people, uh, Warren Buffett, um, leaders of our government. I don't have much faith in leaders of world governments outside of the, I don't have much faith in them. I, I don't like getting into politics because people just get angry about it. But I, I think most politicians are idiots and they lie. So um, I'm not a big believer in politicians either. Um, that's why I'm telling everybody to raise cash and stay healthy because those things you can control. You can't control what the politicians are doing. You can't control what the coronavirus is doing unless you – or you can to a degree if you're washing your hands and stuff like that and staying away from people. But you can't control the rate of the spread and all that kind of stuff. You can't control the economy, but you can control raising more cash and staying healthy to a degree. Um, but to get back to my point on the on the um, college stuff, worldwide, some of the best universities in the world. Again, MIT, Stanford, um, Rutgers University, where I'm a, a, a CX advisory board member. They have online courses. I don't think it college university classes in person for forty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Are worth it anymore you can learn the same stuff online for free but you're just not going to get the certificate so is a certificate a piece of paper is a diploma worth 40 to one hundred twenty thousand dollars in my opinion that better be a damn <laughs> a damn good piece of paper um, you better be coming a high-powered lawyer a doctor something like that for those things college is probably still necessary lawyers doctors um, possibly engineers, nurses, my wife's a nurse. Other than that, I don't think college, in-person college courses are necessary anymore. Um, and frankly, I think with more people learning how to work from home, with more people using YouTube and Zoom and Facebook Live and Skype and all these digital technologies, I think this is going to accelerate actually the downfall of 
universities universities for not only for because technology is easier and faster and in many cases more reliable but then you're getting a more focused education if not a better education you're getting a far cheaper education you don't have to pay forty one hundred twenty thousand dollars to learn on youtube you also have to watch watch out the cat videos too i understand that and the procrastination i understand that i get it i've been working from home for years so i'm a little bit ahead of people who are new to working at home i get that um and procrastination is still hard even after all these years believe me um i'm gonna make a video about that as well um how to be more productive while working at home but for those three reasons i do not recommend the college savings fund um i just again i'm I 100% admit that I am likely biased against universities because I'm completely self-taught, but it just logically it doesn't make sense to me to go into an enormous amount of debt if you're not going to be making an enormous amount more than other people. If the college wealth premium is only 24% for white males, I think it was white males, and zero, I, the wealth premium was 0% for minorities and women. It just doesn't make any sense. Plus, on top of that, I just thought of something else. So there's those three things. The fourth is by the time you finish university education, let's say in marketing. I have a marketing background, or now I do. I, again, self-taught marketing. Got hired a couple years ago um, to learn how to do marketing and was given access to $20,000 worth of courses. Learned marketing, and um, I got told by a marketer who's done probably hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing that the stuff I was doing after only three months, people were doing after one, one point, one and a half years. So by the time you get out of a university education, let's say it takes four years to get a marketing degree, the people who are actually doing the stuff and in the marketing arena or finance arena are learning more on it that actually matters in the real world than just kind of theory stuff. This is why I think I have an advantage over most finance people is because they have the college degrees and the certifications but they were taught theory in university most mba programs are mostly theory they're not actually on the fundamental how to analyze a business on a fundamental level um how to think about cash flow how to think about economics in a real world sense most mba programs are not taught like that so Again, Michelle, maybe you can you can chime in here uh, as an educator, but I saw your comment above. But I just, from a college savings standpoint, it doesn't make sense. Your money would be well better spent in in a tax free IRA um, that owns an index fund. You just kind of leave it there for let's say 20 years. You get it on the day your child is born. You give it to them on their 20th birthday. If you leave it there for 20 years, on average, the market goes up about six to eight percent on average per year. So let's say you put $10,000 in there. Um, and I can actually do the calculations right here. So let's say you put $10,000 in your child's savings account on the day they're born. You leave it there for 20 years at a 7% interest rate. That will turn into just under $40,000 in 20 years. Meanwhile, again, if you put it into a college savings fund and they decide not to go to college, that $40,000 will turn into $20,000 because they have to pay a 50% penalty on it. 
So again, most I know most people re uh, viewing this right now currently, we grew up together. We were military kids or went to military schools in, um, in South Dakota or are currently in the military. We are raised around the military. So if your child decides to go to military or into the military instead of going to college, 50% tax penalty on the college savings fund. They decide to travel, start a business, whatever, 50% penalty. That's an insane amount of money <laughs> to give the government for essentially doing nothing. I don't even know why the penalty is so high because even if you take out an IRA early, it's typically a 20% tax and then a 10% tax penalty. If you take an IRA out and before the age of, I think, 59 and a half, it's 30% total tax. 20% taxes off the top, 10% tax penalty. I don't understand why the college savings fund is a 50% tax penalty. Again, it might have changed in the last eight, nine years since I last researched it. Um, but once I saw that, I told my wife, I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. That's, I'm not, not only because I don't, I'm biased against college because of my personal um, perspective and not being able to go to college and everything being self-taught, but because what if they decide they don't want to go to college? <laughs> you just lose 50% of the money like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, okay. So I hope that answered that question, sorry, kind of went off a tan there, tangent there, Nick. Um, not sure if you're still watching or if that helped at all, or even if you thought about that. But I, every single person, every single parent, I get a question, or that has kids, I get a question about the uh, college savings fund. So I wanted to talk about that with you, possibly. Um, if anybody has any questions, real quick before I get off here, we're about almost an hour in. Um, let me know. If you have any personal finance questions and you don't want to ask them here, personal finance, investments, stocks, um, budgets, uh, how to earn more capital or how to earn cash on an online business, how to be more productive at home, send me a uh, message on Facebook if you don't want to ask it here and I'll answer it. Um, because again, I've said this in every video as well, the scammers have not come out yet, but in every financial crisis, scammers will come out and I want to help as many people as I possibly can stay not only make better decisions but stay away from these scammers because they will be coming at some point um, I'm gonna read this from this show we need to revamp it Thank you, and I 100% I uh, agree with you on that as well. Not just a, a college, not just a college, um, no, I appreciate it. Um, not just a college kind of level. I think, and again, I'm gonna make a video about this. I think what we're, not only does education need from all, and all levels, from kindergarten up, needs a complete revamp. I 100% agree with that. And I think this, is going to be an opportunity to do that because again everybody's trying something new with the online education um yes it's been frustrating at times <laughs> especially my my two oldest daughters are in kindergarten and third grade it's been very frustrating at times <laughs> believe me but is 
sending a kid in class for eight, nine hours a day, teaching them how to memorize stuff only the best way to teach kids? I don't think so. I think people need to learn how to think more. For example, my oldest daughter, she will ask me a question in math. Let's say I'm helping her with math. She's pretty good at math. And math is straightforward. You either get the answer right or you get it wrong. She will put the answer down and look at me or her mom, if her mom's helping her, and just wait there and to tell her if we got the right answer instead of going on to the next problem because she's afraid of getting something wrong. That makes no sense to me. You don't, you don't get better by not trying things. You get better by failing and improving and making tweaks and improving and learning. Um, just teaching kids how to memorize stuff to me doesn't make sense. Yes, I know there's education standards from the from the states and from the federal government. I understand that. I don't agree with many of them. Um, I think we need more outside time, more gym time, more PE time, more industrial um, education, industrial technology, more home ec. I need. I think we need more of that kind of stuff, real world educational stuff, not just memorization. Memorization for random facts. In let's say social studies again. I love social studies. I still love history. I still study history constantly. But knowing when exactly the Declaration of Independence was signed is not as important. What the Declaration of Independence means. And this goes again. My my oldest daughter is in third grade, and she is one hundred percent. They're pretty much taught to memorize stuff, not about actually the meaning of stuff, and that really bothers me. Um, so anytime she, her or my other daughter, my, our middle daughter asks a question about that, like, what does this mean or why is this important? I try to explain it to them the best I can. When it comes to math, I actually told my niece, and this was years ago, she was, she was in middle school then, she's in high school now. She asked me, she was having some problem with math. I was like, why do I have to learn this? It's like, because you have to. She was like, why? It's like, honestly, do you want me to tell you why? Not only because you have to because they're telling you to, but you're not probably going to use it unless you become an architect or an engineer or something like that. I use sixth grade math in every single financial calculation I ever do. No greater than sixth grade math. She thought I used some high level math. Everybody thinks I use some high level math. I use sixth grade math. You don't need a lot of this stuff taught in public education, public schools anymore, frankly, in my opinion. And again, you especially don't need to just memorize stuff. If you're being taught the meaning behind things or why things are important, that's a different story. But from my personal example, again, I like the school where my daughter goes, or where my daughters go. But it's just memorization, 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 memorization. It's not why something is important. And that, again, that really bothers me. But again, I, <laughs> I used to yell that all the time by my dad for asking why. Why, I, I still actually ask why to everything. So, um, if I don't understand something, I ask why. I just, I want to know the meaning behind something, not just memorize, memorize, memorizing something. So, I completely agree with you. Not sure if you agree with that kind of stuff that I just talked about, but, um, or the, at least the last stuff I, I talked about, I see your other uh, question, or your other point said exactly, but um, that's just my thoughts again. I, yeah, I just don't get a lot of the stuff. But, 
again, I'm not smart enough to fix it either. I don't know what the I don't know what the fix is. Should we do more stuff like apprentice schools in high school? Possibly. Should we do more stuff like um, clinicals, like my wife does in nursing school and apprenticeships and on-the-job training and coaching and that kind of stuff i think so but again i don't the kids still have to want to be involved too this isn't just on the education system the kids have to want to be involved and want to learn a new skill um so again like everything i talked about earlier not everything is black and white so there's gray areas to everything um but again until next time i'm gonna get off of here um probably i might do another one tomorrow depending on what economic news comes out tomorrow uh, again, I'm not sure what time, probably between noon and 2 usually is when I try to do these um, because that's when my kids are <laughs> the least crazy. So I have the most kind of free time. Um, so, But I'll try to do a better job of getting these in the, in the future, it's kind of scheduled in, in advance. Again, if you have any questions, personal finance, stocks, investments, real estate, um, budgets, whatever, coronavirus stuff, and you don't want to talk about it here, message me on Facebook or email me. Um, here's my email or one of my emails. And here's my main site, my main webpage. Um, if you guys want any information on value investing or finance or anything, we've got YouTube channels, we've got a ton of free content, paid content, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm doing these. I'm not doing these to promote any of that. I'm doing these to help you guys again. So if you have any questions, let me know. Until next time, I'll try to answer those or I'll try to answer more on the next video as well. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, Michelle, Nick, Deep, uh, who else? Charles. Thanks for watching. Um, hope you guys are all doing well. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye.